Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Yeah. What is happening? It's working, a, man. Yeah. Doing my thing, you know. Sweet. Trying to produce some content. Put up on my socials. Oh, yeah. Dickery, dickery, duck. You've been putting up some TikToks. <laughs> nah, I gave up on TikTok, man. They can have it. Oh. All the little stupid freaking dude. All right. <clears throat> right out of the gate. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. I don't care what social uh, platform you've been on. You've had to see where people are doing a selfie and there's some thing above their head and it keeps changing. And they're just like popping their head from left to right. Looking all like, ah, ooh, what's it going to be? And then they have a reaction. I hate that crap, dude. I, it like literally makes my blood boil. I'm so sick of seeing it. Like how self-involved are we that we think people want to see that? Who wants to see that? Like, yeah, when I was a kid, you had a magic eight ball, but you sat in your room and you did it with yourself or you did it with friends and it was like a social event then. But like, to, oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> oh God, I just, I can't. Uh, yeah. So back to our last discussion, um, damn millennials, you're just getting old, bro. I know. I understand that's what's happening and I fully am aware, All right, but if you have the time to sit there and twiddle your head back and forth and smile real big and be all fake and just wait on some random algorithm piece of shit to pop up on your thing for you to have a reaction to, well then damn it, I can sit here on this podcast for a few minutes and say that you're dumb, it's stupid, and no one wants to, s no one cares. <laughs> all right, and in this episode... Sean tells us exactly how he really feels. Stay tuned. You know Happy what I'm talking about, day. though, right? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> it says, stay tuned. Happy recording day. Happy recording day, man. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. You're not saying much because you're 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 doing it, aren't you? Oh, oh yeah, what's man. it gonna say next? Oh, Tilting your head like a little douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh especially that one. 
Uh, I have nothing in my life to do. How old were you when your life changed? And it's like... 12. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Sure. Dude, I don't know what it is. I don't don't know. It's stupid. It gets under my skin. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, I completely understand. And I'm with you. Um, It's not enjoyable at all. But like anything else, uh, if I do go on there, you know what I'm looking for is uh same thing I look for on all social media. That's food porn. That's it. But it's not as enjoyable as sitting down, looking at a 15 or 20 minute YouTube video. You know, like uh, this morning I, I get up, I don't know, I was up at 6 a.m. normal time, somewhere around there. Get up and grab the laptop, start working. Then start yeah. breakfast, and then I turn on YouTube, you know, just to see. I don't know, just wanted to look. So, come across this video that I really liked that I hadn't seen in a while, where the guy is making eggs Benedict, and I'm sitting there, you know, making up some sausage and bacon, and about to scramble some eggs, and I'm watching this guy make eggs Benedict. You know, a good 20 minutes. I'm watching this stupid-ass video. That's what I would rather be doing. I don't give a shit about, you know, somebody. How old do you look? What celebrity do you, uh... <laughs> what celebrity would you fall in love with? Or whatever the stupid stuff that they do. Uh, so I don't blame you. I say let it die. Let the TikToks die. Well, it's not even TikTok. It's on Instagram. People post it on yeah, Facebook. Right. Yeah, I haven't been on Instagram since November. I think, actually, no, I take that back. I want to say I did go in once recently just to, because the wife mm-hmm. sent me something. And, and and message and she was like can you please check your Instagram she was like it keeps sending you all these articles and you're not getting them and I'm like uh, oh okay so I checked Instagram but you know that was a one off so I, I really haven't been on Instagram since November too much shit's been going on so I still appreciate Instagram for what it was created to be just pictures. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's some cool video content on there. Not going to lie, but mm-hmm. if I'm getting on Instagram just to look at stuff, it's because I want to see like some dope pictures of the stuff I'm interested in, you know, sure. Like, as a creative photo video person that I am. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's not, it's not, you know, like it used to be for me. But yeah, even on Instagram, man, if you just click on the hourglass and you scroll, guaranteed you're going to see five before you even move your thumb twice of that stupid freaking, (laughs) 
<laughs> Jeez, man. Get a fucking life. That's how I feel. That's really, that's, that's what makes me pissed off is like, what are you doing? I don't want to see this. <laughs> Stop showing me this. Uh, yeah, no, I get that 100%. I still just think it's funny. <laughs> because I, it sounds like a 50 year old man, like, uh, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> These youngins that today. Episode, <laughs> that episode of uh, The Family Guy where Peter Griffin gets the job as, uh, as a little anchor, news anchor. <laughs> he just, he has one segment that says, this is what grinds my gears. And it was epic. So... Oh man. Cool. Well, <clears throat> Max bit me on the shoulder today. That's interesting. It was great. You know, he's been doing this thing cuz I'm always downstairs before he gets up and so wife will get him up and then he'll be like, "Dad. Hey, dad." He's just been doing this every morning. Dad, hey, dad. And so, you know, we're, uh, I, I was in the kitchen for something. I came up from the office, maybe just to take a break. And I can hear him calling me from the other room. Dad, hey, dad. So I walk in, I say, hey, buddy, what's up? And he just runs and leaps in my arms and gives me this big hug, you know. It was all sweet. And he tilted his head back, you know, like he wanted to play around, rested his head on my shoulder, and then bit the shit out of me. <laughs> Damn, that's creepy. <laughs> He's just at that stage right now. I think all kids go through it where, you know, you might start with a biting phase and then go to a hitting phase or vice versa. Um... But it's like, you know, just one of those things. It's a communication issue. You know, a switch needs to go off, you know, and and boundaries need to be taught, obviously. But um, <laughs> you think <laughs> I'm like, ouch. And then he got so scared and he wanted to be put down. So I put him down and then he's running around having a little tantrum because I scared him because I said, ouch. And finally get him back, you know, calm him down and like, buddy, daddy's not mad at you. I love you. I'm not mad. You just can't bite. And he just hates being told no at this point. You know, again, just another developmental stage. Who doesn't? Uh, right. Oh, yeah. There's adults that still don't like being told no. Uh, but yeah, that happened today. That was pretty cool. Bit the crap out of me. I almost threw him across the room. I mean, was and there... It took a whole lot of restraint. Was there blood? <laughs> no. 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 I scared him enough saying, uh, saying ouch as loud as I did to where I think he got the picture, you know. I didn't need to spank him. 
So he's such a sweet kid. He'll start crying just because he hurts you. You know, he's, he feels bad because he did something wrong (laughs) and he'll want to cuddle, you know? So it's super cute. And I had both the boys, you know, this past weekend with me and, uh, we went to Costco today and just had a, or not today, but you know, we went this weekend and just had a freaking blast, you know, just three boys walking around the place, shopping, walking around like we own the place. I was getting hit on left and right because it's like, you know, oh, this good looking black man, bald head, got these two beautiful boys with all this thick curly hair. And I'm like, yeah, baby, that's how we do it. You know, I see you shopping alone. (laughs) You need dinner made for you tonight. I sure do. (laughs) Because I don't feel like cooking. (laughs) No, but it's been good. We've been chilling. We've been chilling for real. I'm at the tail end. Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. This will make you laugh. This really is going to make you laugh. So. No pressure. I haven't farted in five days. (laughs) First off. (laughs) You counted the days? Having a hard time, man. I mean, pooping I can see because that's you know that's essential. If you don't poop in two days, you know it. Yeah. But farting. Yeah. What are you using the whiteboard on your fridge or just a little tally mark like <laughs> day four? You know, that's, you know, that's just how long I've been doing antibiotics. So. I mean, it told you last time that I've been sick since the beginning of February. Max got me sick, and I've been fighting it ever since. My voice doesn't even sound normal, doesn't even sound right. I haven't heard my actual, real, regular voice in, you know, going on a month. I've had this frog in my throat and this little scratch that just won't go away. So I finally get to the clinic, urgent care, last week. And um, the doctor was like, you need some serious antibiotics and steroids too. So I'm on both of those. And um, They're giving you that so ivermectin? No. <laughs> no. Uh, it did shit. It feels like it's working like ivermectin. <laughs> you see me Googling that, by the way? No. I couldn't remember what the hell that was called. <laughs> so, uh. You know how I found it? Yeah. At the, how'd you find it? Horse drug for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. It popped right go. up. Google's like, yep, I know what you're they talking did. about. I know Here what you're is. trying to say. I got you. Doesn't matter if it's factually true or not. I got you. Um, 
No, but the pharmacist was telling me they like they were like giving me a serious talk, like like here we're giving you some strong drugs, sir, and you're gonna have to really mind the packaging here because you're gonna really get yourself in trouble. Some nausea, dizziness, blah blah blah. So make sure you take it as prescribed and don't mess up. Like, All right, fine, no problem. Man, oh man, from the very first day, I have had the sugar shits every single day ever since. And it's been, it's crazy, dude. I drink, I gotta poop. I eat, I gotta poop. I cannot fart. If I fart, I've pooped. And I know that's TMI, but I wanted to make Sean laugh. So you're along for the ride. I'm like, Whoa. here's a moment when here's a moment where I don't give two shits about the audience. I just wanted to make Sean laugh. <laughs> well, you did get me. I was not expecting that. Oh man. Yep. I'm telling you, dude, I'm gonna go on stage and I'm gonna do these short stories. I'm gonna be a comedian in my old age. Short story. Yep. Woke up today. Cause it, it was day five. You, <laughs> I realized I haven't farted in five days. Thank you. Oh. I'm Michael. I'm gonna go get a drink. Well, <laughs> oh, dude, this is what I'm saying. You gotta, you gotta. It's about timing, right? I said exactly what I was gonna do. Going to make you laugh, and I said it exactly the way I needed to say it to make you laugh. And I'm sure you know there's some people that have cut us off at this point, and that's okay because I wanted to make you laugh. <laughs> but I mean, you, if they're listening true, to I'm us, not making it up. <laughs> I'm serious, no, I believe it, you. it is true. I feel bad for you. I, I haven't farted in five days, I can't fart, but still. If people listen to this podcast, they have to know we belch. And if that's something they're willing to sit through, I don't think this convo has been any worse. But that's just me. Because I belch on a podcast. Indeed we do. And everyone else can sit around and act like they don't fart and belch. Scratch their titty when it itches, but, you know. (laughs) Sometimes we just gotta do it. That We're all human. It's hilarious. Damn. You think I'm up on a presidential podium or something? I don't care. Right. This ain't the space for couthness, as my mom used to call it. Probably still does. You ever heard that? Never That's heard not that cooth. Before. I've heard that. Well, okay. I added the ness because you know, yeah, I've gotta reach Mama Lands out there. <laughs> I guess so. Well, you know what else uh, isn't cooth? Cooth. Cooth. I was about to say this is a perfect segue into what's uncouth. Getting baptized, and then realizing. It didn't count. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's just so absurd. Ooh. I know, right? You ever laugh so deep you get a little lightheaded? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you sent I, me yeah. this article, so I'm going to let it you sucks, head man. this up. Well, an Arizona priest used one wrong word in baptisms for decades. And uh, according to the Catholic Church, all those baptisms are invalid. So, um, <laughs> it really sucks. It sucks for them. It sucks for all these people in Arizona that get baptized by this one priest. Uh, there's a lot of things that are unfortunate. Uh, I, I think that, you know, their belief and their doctrine around baptisms is very unfortunate. I think the fact that, you know, you got thousands of people that uh, their faith has been shaken because they're unsure if their priest used the correct phrasing during their baptism or not, and that their salvation might be in question. You know, how because about of one word. Yeah, because of one word. How about the babies that were baptized and then died shortly thereafter? Because, you know, they believe that babies don't go to heaven if they haven't been baptized first. Well, what if you had a baby and then you got the baby baptized and then they died? Now you're questioning whether or not your baby went to heaven because the priest might have said one wrong word during that baby's baptism. That's messed up. That's heavy. It is heavy. That's what I'm saying. The implications of this go so much more than what this quick article from NPR says. But we, we linked the, uh, the article in the show notes. So if you go down to the bottom of the show notes, click on the, click on the link and you'll get this article. Which the one word, I don't think we've said yet, but. <clears throat> go for it. So this article from NPR says during baptisms in both English and Spanish, I'm going to butcher this dude's name, by the way, Arango used the phrase, quote, we baptize you in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit in quote, he should have said, I baptize. So because he said we instead of I, that invalidates the baptism. The diocese explain, so, quote, it is not the community that baptizes a person and incorporates them into the church of Christ. Rather, it is Christ and Christ alone who presides at all sacraments. Therefore, it is Christ who baptizes. End quote. So, if you were baptized using the wrong words, that means your baptism is invalid and you are not baptized. Why does that matter? <clears throat> I think that um, 
that unfortunately the Catholic Church puts way too much emphasis on the priesthood and on the uh, the uh, the formality of religion as as if saying something precisely the way that you believe St. Peter might have said it a million years ago. Um, that's the only way to salvation, is if you say things just the right way. And I understand the, the necessity for uniformity so that, you know, we're all one big Catholic church, right? We're one big church. We want that same message that is heard in the Vatican, we want that to be spread across the world. So we want everybody's, you know, if, you, if you're going to be a priest, you got to be able to speak Latin, you know, or whatever, you know. We want that, you know, all of the sacraments that we value and that we share, uh, we want all of those ceremonies to be communicated the same way so that if you are traveling from the place that you call home, you can go to any Catholic church and know that you're going to get relatively the same experience. So if you were able to meet God at home in Southern Illinois, at the Catholic church that you belong to. If you come to visit Detroit, you should be able to find a Catholic church and experience the same God, the same love, the same message, the same truth, the same sacrament, the same body and the blood of Jesus that's in Illinois is also in Detroit. That's what I think, you know, from my experience and my knowledge of the Catholic Church. And so if someone uh, deviates from that structure, it invalidates the experience. Did I say that in a way it made sense? Yeah. I mean, I understand the point. I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Well, and here's why I don't agree. To me, Catholicism is very Old Testament. It's very law-oriented and uh, militant, if you will, slash, for lack of a better term at, the, at, at this point in time. <clears throat> it's very, do these things, and you'll be good. Don't do these things, but if you do... There's consequences, and you will suffer. There's no questioning it. You know, it's black and white. There you go. But then we have Christ who comes and is about grace and faith, hanging on a cross next to a thief and a murderer, looking at one saying, hey man, you're a piece of shit. But if you believe in me, today you'll be in paradise. I forgive you. I love you. You're not a piece of shit. There's a lot of grace and love 
and faith and forgiveness, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I totally could be wrong, but from my experience and from what I've heard and think that I know, Catholicism is a lot more strict and a lot more, you know, say these words and you'll be forgiven. If you don't say these words, you won't be forgiven. Do this thing this way exactly, and you've found the road to uh, forgiveness and eternity with God. Whereas Christ is, it's just more, it's freer, it's easier. Literally, the burden is light, (laughs) right? Oh, I see what you did there. I like that. So to me, when I read this article and they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, Yeah, you got baptized 15 years ago. And the guy who said it said one wrong word. So you're not actually baptized. And therefore, all of the other uh, sacraments that you were a part of, oh, including your marriage? Yeah, that's not actually uh true yeah sorry so you're gonna have to re-baptize by someone who says the exact correct words like it's that important Mm -hmm. no man you're missing the freaking point the to me it's bullshit and i'm just gonna say it Mm. if if god knows our heart and jesus came to fulfill the law which is what they're saying you didn't this priest didn't meet the law therefore his actions affects all of these thousands of people over what was it two decades 20 years yeah several decades at least what where is the grace You don't think that the all-knowing creator of everything, including your stupid little ass wearing your little fucking Pope hat, you don't think that, like, am I too harsh right now? Because I don't really want to be that harsh. It's just, (laughs) to me, this is what I think, though. So, listen or don't, but, like, do you really think God, who created everything and exists in a space and time that we can't even fathom, nor probably will we ever, because we are not him. If he knows our heart and our intentions and can love us and sent a piece of him, his son, to die on a cross next to a thief and a murderer and say, hey guys, all you gotta do is accept me and today you're gonna be with me and my father. I love you. Do you accept me? Because I'll forgive you. That doesn't add up to me. Which one is it? Is it black and white or is it gray? And by gray, I mean, is there room for forgiveness? Is there room for, okay, Samuel, I know you went in and you got baptized when you were a baby or when you were 12 or when you were 20, but the guy who said it said one wrong word. So, mm, well, I got to go with my priest here. I mean, you got to get rebaptized, bro. That doesn't add up to me. <laughs> 
You gotta get rebaptized. And to go so far as to say, like, all sacraments and all marriages are just null and void? Yeah, so let, let's read exactly what it says, just so that we're clear. Um, as far as the diocese is aware, all of the other sacraments that Arango conferred are valid, but because baptism is the, air quotes, sacrament that that grants access to all others, end quote, a botched baptism could invalidate any subsequent sacraments, including confirmation, marriage, and holy orders. So <clears throat> they believe that the baptism, the waters of baptism, is so of fundamental and paramount to all the others. So, like, yeah, they, in many Catholic churches, they're not going to uh, marry you unless you're baptized Catholic. So there's a lot of people that want it. So my wife and I, we we want it so bad to get married in this beautiful church in Detroit. And we did. Uh, it wasn't a Catholic church. Thankfully, the church that we were looking at was Episcopalian. But they had pretty much the same rule. You got to be Episcopalian in order to be married in an Episcopalian church. So we converted and then got married. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the point is, is that they truly believe that you need to be baptized in order to be able to partake in all the other sacraments. And, uh, and, and frankly, uh, to your point, um, <clears throat> baptism, and, and here's our argument with the Catholic Church and has been from the beginning. That um, it is complete legalism and religiosity to add a work onto the work of Christ. So when Jesus said, it is finished, his last words on the cross, there's, there was so much more deeper meaning to those, uh, to those words. And part of what he was saying was that there is nothing that you can add to my work in order to... Uh, cause yourself to be saved. The scripture tells us, Paul declares in the book of Romans, that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. What does that mean? That means that <clears throat> no matter how cool or clean or holy of a life that you've lived, you still have fallen short of God's glory. And the fact is, is that the only thing that the law demands is perfection, which none of us could ever give, which is why Jesus had to come and die on the cross for our sins, the only one that lived a sinless life. For, for them to be invalidating, and some might be asking, like, what, is it, what does it mean? What is a sacrament? A sac <clears throat> sacrament is something that is sacred something that is holy that any believer has the ability to participate in. That's what a sacrament is. The priest doesn't deem you worthy of receiving Christ. 
No, your faith does. And this is where the Catholic Church is, has rubbed the wrong way. They've given that authority to the priests to declare sin, you know, removed. But the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches is that faith is what saves us. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Uh, it's just on and on and on. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. All of these scriptures tell us the same thing. That. Well, and they point back to Christ and God. And they faith don't point back to a grace. priest or a man. Correct. 100%. But it's faith in him that, that saves us. To your previous point. When Jesus is, is on the cross, hanging between two thieves, they gave him a choice. Say, look, you believe in me, you'll be with me in paradise. Hey, we're all about to die. And, um, and sure as shit, right? What was it? When, he was, when those other two were hanging on the cross, they were still sinners. They were thieves. Liars, cheaters, murderers, whatever. Whatever they were, they were those things. They were fallen short of the glory of God. And yet Jesus looked at them and said, Hey, look, you believe in me, you'll be with me in paradise. They didn't get a chance to drop down and, and pay back all the things that they've stolen, make amends with the people that they hurt. They didn't get a chance to go ask for forgiveness for whatever it was that they did last week. No, they had an opportunity to put their faith in him and be with him in paradise or not. That was the choice. And that's still the choice today. Not be baptized and then you can be saved. Not, you know, speak in tongues and you can be saved. Not join this church and you can be saved. Not pay your tithes and you can be saved. Not any of those things. No, believe, and you'll be saved. That's what the scripture teaches. All this other stuff, these other sacraments, though they have value and meaning, and as we've talked before, so much stuff uh, in the scripture, these sacraments, it's just so much symbolism that all speaks to Christ. And when you study them and understand what the root of these different sacraments that we hold in the church, you find that they all speak of Christ. And the more you study of them, the more you study them, the more you fall in love with Christ. If you understand and get the revelation of their meaning, the symbolism behind them. Unfortunately, so many people, though, they skip the symbolism, they skip the meaning behind these sacraments, and they just go full on religious jihad and they're they make it more about the form of the worship than the heart of the worship and this article here is a prime example of that very thing yeah and again i mean i'm not catholic 
So I don't believe yeah. uh, necessarily the, the way they do. I uh, think I made that resoundingly clear earlier, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's just crazy to me. And it's it, it, honestly, it's sad because these two, you know, all of these different people now, and like you started this conversation with like, People have lost babies, and they now think, my baby's not in heaven because this asshole said a wrong word. Like, that's heavy shit, man. It is. Why would, why would God <laughs> do that after the Bible happened and all the stories in it? The main one, i.e., Jesus Christ. It just, it's, it's crazy to me, and I don't know what else to say. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting, the, the way this article ends. They, they try to defend their ideology, or their belief, their religious belief. It says, um, you know, he's going to be, doing whatever but he says that to, to try to make up for the losses he's going to work overtime blah 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 to help people get back the diocese said that while the situation may seem legalistic to your point right legalistic the words materials and actions are crucial aspects of every sacrament and changing any of them makes them invalid but why there's no scripture to back that up right uh, but that's the way that they feel. Fine. Quote, for example, if a priest uses milk instead of wine during the consecration of the Eucharist, the sacrament is not valid, it said. The milk would not become the blood of Jesus Christ. End quote. I think that's fascinating because... I remember when I, you know, first joined, you know, my last church. One of the things that helped break up a bunch of religious demons that I had inside was the way that they did communion. I grew up in a denominational church where communion was served by the pastors or the elders and it was only on the first Sunday of the month. That's the only time that we ever took communion. The first Sunday of the month, because that is when the organization that we were part of deemed that it was time. Across the nation, across the world, the first Sunday of every month, everybody part of this organization, in different time zones, we took communion together. Okay? It was a big deal. <clears throat> left that church went to the other church and they were like uh, hey by the way at the last supper Jesus used these words that a lot of churches ignore it says as often as you do this do this in remembrance of me the focus is not on the specific day that you take communion it's not even on the specific things that you use for the elements of communion 
the thing that matters is that commandment that he has. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. He took bread and he took the cup. That's what scripture says. Scripture doesn't say that he took bread and he took the wine. It says that he took the cup. Obviously, we know that it was wine in it because it says it. In other places, it says it. And we know that that they were at the Feast of the Passover, which is traditionally wine. So we conclude that it was wine inside the cup. Some people say, and will argue, that back then, wine was drank way more often because it was actually more pure and clean to consume than the shitty water they had back then. Yeah, but, you know, that's a very ignorant stance because what it, what it assumes is that they still had this that they had the same level of pollution in their water back then as we do today. The fact is, is that they didn't have the technology that we have today and they weren't polluting their freaking waters and their whole environment the way that we do today. They weren't dumping their trash in the oceans and in the rivers. They actually had a different way of doing things where they actually used fire and burned things um, and used fire as purification even back then instead of just dumping it in the oceans like we do today. But we claim to be more advanced. So it's a very ignorant comment. Fact is, is that they drank wine because wine is, is good <laughs> because it tastes good. Not because the water was bad. Because there wasn't nothing wrong with the water. (laughs) How do you know? You weren't there. Touche. I know I wasn't there. There is nothing scriptural that says that there was anything wrong with the water. So, anyway, um, my my point is is that if if you say that you can't use milk, it has to be wine, you know, well, then you're in conflict with a whole bunch. Not only are you in conflict with scripture, but you're in conflict with a whole other, uh, a whole lot of other sects of religion that believe that alcohol is a sin and that you should never consume it at all whatsoever, even if it is the body and the blood of Christ. So then what do you do? Plus, what kind of wine? Yeah, is it a cab? Is it a Merlot? Is it a Malbec? We all just assume it's a red wine. You just assume it's a red wine. But there's also white grapes. Could they have used white grapes for the wine? Could it have been a white wine? A Sauvignon Blanc. Maybe they were mixing. If you will. Maybe, just maybe, given the fact that this all happened around the Middle Eastern area of the world, uh, 
Maybe they were using Hennessy. Mm, cognac. Yeah, maybe they were using some cognac. Maybe. There's a question. If I make it to heaven, I hope I can remember one day to be like, yo, Jesus, how you doing? Thank you again. Yo, what were you drinking? Mm-hmm. And you got some still? <laughs> you said the best for last. I mean, shit. If eternity ain't last, can I get some? Right. I just think the most important thing is uh, where the heart is, right? So, like Jesus said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. And I think that th- that phrase can be echoed across all the sacraments. You know, if we're doing things with the spirit of connecting with Christ, being one with God, a worship, keeping something holy, it doesn't matter if you're using wine or if you're using milk or if you're using water. You know, I, I used to take communion all the time. I would, and, you know, I would take uh, a freaking Cheerio and a shot glass of water and I'd just sit down and just have some devotion and be like, all right, God, I ain't got no juice. You know, because at the church I grew up in, we didn't use wine. We actually used grape juice. Yeah. Sometimes we didn't have grape juice. We had to use cranberry juice. What? So is it invalid because we didn't use wine? Yes. It's like, come on, dude. No. I can don't even talk to me about these (laughs) vegan-friendly, gluten-free, freaking bread wafers. Right. That tastes like sawdust because it ain't got nothing in it. Invalid. Uh, (laughs) Invalid. So, I mean, in short, we got to be careful of what kind of shit we're listening to, right? And then you got to study this stuff for yourself and and actually, you know, uh, examine your own heart, which is something that Jesus says to do anyway when you approach the communion table, right? Or or Paul teaches uh, to the Corinthian church. Uh, when you when you all come down together, is this not for the Holy Communion? And then he kind of corrects them. He says, you know, you guys are, you guys come down and <clears throat> and rush the table. And, you know, some of you are full and then the people coming behind you are hungry. You know, some of you coming up and you're drunk and, and other people haven't even gotten anything to drink yet. It's like, don't you have houses to eat in and, and drink in? Can't you eat and drink your own stuff? But I, I received with the Lord that which I have also delivered unto you. And he goes into the whole story. That night, Jesus was betrayed. He took the cup. He took the bread. Do this in remembrance of me. And just reminded the church that what this is all about is the person of Christ. It's not about, you know... You, hey, I can get a free meal for coming to church to get this or, you know, whatever the case may be. And the same thing can be said, you know, back to the topic of baptism, right? Like we're, we're coming together to, bat, to, to be baptized and, and baptism is nothing more than an outward expression of an inward change that has happened to you. At least that's the way that I've always explained it. You know, yeah, baptism is a declaration that you make that Jesus is your Lord, 
It doesn't make Jesus your Lord. It's you're declaring in front of others that he is your Lord, that you have made him your Lord. It's an outward expression of an inward change. It's not an opportunity for you to take your weekly bath, you know. Uh, And no words that are said over you validates or invalidates your baptism. Because it's about you and your relationship with Christ. At least, according to scripture, that's what it is. But, hey, if you're Catholic and this is something that's really struck a chord in you, by all means, drop us a line. I'd love to discuss this with you. Yeah, because, I mean, as, as blunt as I was and free spoken, I mean, if you, at the end of the day, believe that we or I literally that's what your baptism hangs on i ain't stopping you from believing it man or whoa man all power to you or whoa man but (laughs) i mean if you really read the scripture it just doesn't make sense no not at all so not at all what we're going to do now is with every Mary, but, head know. bowed and every eye closed, uh, as Michael comes up <laughs> to lead us in worship with his butt trumpet. <laughs> I'm going to edit all that out, by the way. Yeah, okay. All of it. That's like half the podcast. (laughs) Whatever. It's not. (laughs) Whatever. Are you really going to edit that out? Shut up, Sean. You're mean. (laughs) Man, you're the one who's like, I'm going to make Sean laugh. (laughs) Let's talk about it for 15 minutes. It was not 15 minutes. All right. Whatever. Well, I mean, you know, good combo. I liked it. From non-flatulence to non-baptisms. That's what we do here at the Unchurched. <laughs> this going to be the title. <laughs> non from non-flatulence to non-baptism. <laughs> If that's not clickbait, Uh, I don't know what is. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Uh, Anyway, the article is at the end of the show notes or in the middle of the show notes. Check it out. Got a link to it there. I think we've we've given this enough time and justice, but check us out at unchurchedpodcast.show. Email, Twitter, all that stuff. Instagram is there. And uh, share us, like us, drop a comment. We love to keep discussing stuff like this with you. And if you got something like this that you want to discuss with us, hey, give it to us in an email. We'd love to talk to you about it. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.